Welcome to Leftovers from Living Proof, a podcast for stuff that didn't fit into the service. We hope to share some information that'll make you think, maybe even make you laugh. So, do all dogs really go to heaven? (laughs) Please don't bring up animals to me. I get in trouble for this topic every (laughs) Sunday in church. I get in trouble, and if I get in trouble in a podcast, I just don't know if I can handle any more emails. I received multiple emails this week already. About animals? No, not necessarily. okay. okay. But, yeah, I just... (laughs) I just don't think... I can handle... I've already said my piece in church. If you want to hear what I think about animals, go listen to my sermons. You think they're all tasty. That's all you need to say. I I love them on plates. With mashed potatoes and gravy and... little barbecue sauce. Rolls and barbecue sauce. Or A1, depending on what you're having. It's all good. It's all good. What was the other topics you brought did you really ask the question? We were texting about this podcast back and forth, and Rob actually wrote the question, did Jesus get splinters from the old rugged cross? Did you, did write, did you write that? Did he? I, I would say he did. Do you think the, I think the least of his worries were a splinter? I, I get that. <laughs> but going to that, going to that right there, um, I was going to bring this up earlier. Luke 23. And we, it's back to what we were talking about a second ago. If when, when we die, are we with Christ right then? Um, when they're hanging on the cross and the, the two prisoners are right next to him, Luke 23, 39. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and, your, and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And verse 43 says, Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. That's really good. He's got a point. So maybe Jesus just took him. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The thief gets to go. Wow. What a journey that guy had. You know, well, because when he died, did he go to heaven right then, or did he start going to hell to get the keys and everything else from the devil? And yeah, and it says today, <clears throat> so like the day that they died. That's that's crazy. I've never really thought of it that way or looked at that. Man, can you imagine going to a cross and you're hanging next to Jesus, and then you, the hanging out the other guy is the guy that you've been, you know, a thief with. And <laughs> you go from like the worst day in your life to walking into heaven. Yeah, that's awesome. It's <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah, he he probably been like, man, I'm so glad I said that to Jesus. <laughs> I bet he was. <laughs> he probably got up there and high fived him like, I knew you were real. I knew it. Well, I I just think back all the all the all the crazy stories. In the Bible, and those people that were just like completely rock solid. You think about Paul, all the things he did to to help the church get established and go, and to think that he is just not in heaven right now. 
hanging out with Jesus. And and there's another verse in there that talks about that he he's going to come back with a great cloud of witnesses. You know, yeah, that tells me there's already people in heaven. And I've always viewed those cloud of witnesses as our family members or our friends or you know the prophets of old. You know, I don't know. But well, Elijah didn't Elijah never pass away? He just went straight to heaven. Well, they, they yeah, that he never they never found him. Right, he just like disappeared on the mountain top. But who came back? I'm trying to remember what the Bible verse was. Who came back and with they thought it was Elijah. Hmm, I don't remember that. No, with Jesus, it was there's three people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's when they went and they blinded everybody. The, yeah, the, two of the disciples were right. like, man, I'm really glad we're here. Which which one was that? That was was that Peter? Yeah, I think it's usually it Peter. Yeah, because he's usually the one that speaks up, and he's like, he's like, yeah. man, I'm man, I'm really glad I'm here now because you know I can help this this posse, this group, and and basically Jesus <laughs> Jesus is like, yeah, you need to calm yourself right now. It really doesn't matter that you're here, right? <laughs> yeah, and they blinded him, and they went, then they went away. But there was mm-hmm. two other men with them, and I thought yeah. it was I thought well. Was. I don't know that they ever. They might have, and we should have pulled up that yeah. verse. But we didn't know we were talking about it. Yeah, we kind of jumped into it. Sorry, but um, but yeah, that I think the story is that, and most people believe that they were prophets. The couple of the prophets were with him. I, I just think about all those, and I'm I'm just praying that they're, um, and that that we're right. That you know, you go to heaven right away, and you don't have to worry about it. So tell me about Rob. You're going to be, and by the time this podcast comes out, you're probably going to be home. I'll be home. But we so can talk old news. But we can talk about it now. But, how how uh, many days are you actually going to be able to see her uh, while you're there? So we're there 13 days. We'll be with her about 10. Wow. Yeah. And when, when does she come home? Not until July. Oh, wow. So she's there most of the summer, too. Yeah. Is this her senior year? Her senior year will be coming up. She'll start her senior year. Okay, in August. Yeah. Okay. I bet socially she's changed a lot. Yes. Like opened up. Yes. I can see that. Even through just watching her journey kind of on Facebook, I can see where it forced her socially to like open up big time. So you said the family she's with Uh is going to celebrate Easter. So, so she's actually with three different families. She's already been with two of them so far. She's with the second family right now. Uh-huh. About the time that we get there, um, uh, the time she comes back from her trip, um, she'll she'll start with her third family, and that'll be her last family. Okay. So we're getting together with all of those families uh, uh-huh. on Easter. Which is not typical? Um, actually, there it is. They, they would... They would wouldn't want them to be with one family, but they're going to move them around. It, it, they're all in the same school district. Mm-hmm. Um, so the families know each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all part of the Rotary Club there. Okay. And that, and when do you think their celebration of Easter is going to look like ours? Or um, No. No, as, as a matter of fact, they, they celebrate Easter on Monday, mm-hmm. um, which means nobody works on Monday, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of looked at some of the stuff about Easter and, mm-hmm. uh, they, mm-hmm. Germany, uh, they will tie eggs to the tree, hang them on a tree. Okay. Kind of like Christmas ornaments. Okay. Um, 
And um, where did that come from? I have no idea. I'll come back with all kinds of information on <laughs> where it well, came I'm, from. I'm anxious to hear because that has been one of my questions. While America has all these holidays, <clears throat> and we we take America takes and runs with holidays like nobody's business. Like we commercialize the heck out of a holiday. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. I mean, like Thanksgiving is so far from what it originally was that we don't even recognize what it. Re- Thanksgiving's about turkey and pumpkin pie, right? Uh-huh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Easter's <clears throat> about Peeps and Russell Stover's chocolate. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I'm anxious to hear what they do with it because normally countries like that tend to stick closer to the origin of the holiday than America does. Right. So one one of the places that we can visit, I believe it's in Brussels, um, actually has a vial that is supposedly the blood of Christ. Say again. <laughs> they have a vial in the church that mm-hmm. is supposedly the blood of Christ. And that's one of the churches the you're actual, going to go to. The actual blood of Christ. Yeah. And where's that at? I believe it's in Brussels. Um, why, why do they think they have a vial full some with some of Jesus' blood? Because a long time ago, somebody brought it and said this is what it was. And <laughs> so now they have it there. And Can I, you imagine if they get it to heaven and they find out it's like a pig's blood or something? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cruel of all of like those people. People, that... people have traveled miles and hundreds of miles yes. to see this vial. Oh, they have, blood. yeah, <laughs> they have. I, so, and, has and there I been any wondered, tests done? But it amazes me that people would travel so far to 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 see or to touch, or <laughs> they may even worship this vial of no. blood. Oh, yeah, no. But I would hope they wouldn't do that. Uh, well. That's a great hope. Um, yet, the living Christ that you and I know mm-hmm. doesn't live in their heart. I, it, it just amazes that's, me. That's like that's like people travel all over the world from all over the world to go see a tomb that they know is empty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can you imagine? And and, and you know, and reach in there. And you know, touch yeah. It. Well, and you know, they they peek their head in, like to just to see, like they're. <laughs> Hey, you know it's empty, right? That's the whole reason you're excited to be here. Have you ever thought about that? I, I, I think so. I think it'd be cool if we just if I went over there to go see the tomb, if I could just like lay in there, and when people come in, just jump up and scare them. Boo! <laughs> Surprise! We're just put a whole bunch of weird stuff in there. You never know. Just it's just funny that we. Like you said, commercialize that stuff, and and you know, like uh, <clears throat> I just I just have some friends on Facebook that just got back, and they were baptizing in the Jordan River. Yeah, you know, which is cool. It's cool, but like, <laughs> do you ever think that Jesus is like laughing, going, um, <clears throat> "You guys know that there was no significance to where it was, <laughs> or right where I was," you know. The only thing I will say is in the Old Testament, he, he says, like, this is holy ground, like, certain areas, and that makes it significant to me. Um, but since Jesus died on the cross, like, there is, it is open, I mean, it is open season, open doors for everybody. And so, like, it's just funny that, like, we'll, <laughs> we we take 
high significance and all those things. So, yeah. But I, I watched a video of a worship team that supposedly this was like the tomb or one of the tombs. They thought it was a tomb of where Jesus, and they took their whole worship team over there. Uh-huh. And um, I think his name was Eddie James. He was a worship leader. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he he started a full out, what a beautiful name it is, worship song right in front of the tomb. And like people just started joining in with him, like random people that were tourists from around there. And like it was a powerful moment. Like, But I think it could have been done anywhere, and it would have been a powerful moment. I yeah. mean, it was that cool. But it's just, it is the... This is where Jesus laid. This is where he beat death. This is where he came out of. Um, this is where Roman soldiers were knocked off their feet and the tomb was opened up. You know, like the, all that stuff. That's really cool. Right. And I think it's just seeing it, too. <clears throat> yeah. You know, being able to. to... Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's overwhelming. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. Um, parts of me want to go. Parts of me are scared of that place. Is that the part from your neck up? <clears throat> yeah. Mostly the the brain area. Yeah. I can't blame you. <laughs> it is. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen over there. But um, but I think the nostalgia and the story, I mean, just to be there, it would be incredible. The the significance of the history, mm-hmm. uh, too. You know, it's, to it's, see what you're reading and see it for your own eyes. Yeah, yeah. What Jesus seen and what Jesus walked through and, well, and places. And part of Caitlin's trip has been the history of, I mean, she's seen castles and things that aren't over here in America. And I mean, I think that stuff's incredible. She's she's been in buildings that are older than the United States. Yeah, yeah, and that's incredible. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I'm sure it'd be overwhelming if I was there, but I just still laugh when I see pictures of like the baptisms in the Jordan River and people sticking their heads in like a tomb that they that's empty. <laughs> they have believed is empty for years. Yeah, and I've always I've always heard that. What we picture as a tomb really isn't what the tombs looked like at all. You mean that humongous thing that we have? Yeah. Isn't going to be a tomb? It's not like a... <laughs> I, I was just thinking it was a carving a, a hole in a in a big wall. That's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think? They used dynamite to get in there? No. They, they had them? tools. What tools did they have? What well, you said it. You said the statement. So they, now you have to answer. They... Have, have you ever hit two rocks together? One I sure the, have. One of those rocks will start to break. <laughs> so they probably just hit it with a whole bunch of rocks till it broke and then just kept doing that. So with you more think rocks. some some guy had a really strong rock. Well they had chisels. Sure. They made they made statues. They probably had a rental they store made... <laughs> they could go down to <laughs> and say, I need a big chisel and some pneumatic. I, I just, you said they had tools, and I didn't know that they had tools. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, they probably had some sort of what, what, what we call tools. They didn't have, they had like caveman tools. How do you think they made the nails that went in Jesus' hand and feet? I don't know. Blacksmith stuff? Jesus was a carpenter. No, he wasn't. His dad I'm sorry, was. his dad was a carpenter. What do you think he was doing? <laughs> he was the son of a carpenter. See, <laughs> I think he worked with his hands. You think Jesus worked with his hands? Totally. Yeah, it's called healing. Well, that was that was later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I I'm we don't know what they used. No, ropes no. and pulleys. They had ropes and pulleys. Uh, that doesn't help you dig a tomb. Nope, but it helps you build a pyramid. 
True. True. They carved those rocks. And you know, they like they were carving out gold statues and didn't they come I mean Moses came back and they were worshiping idols like golden calf. Golden calves and stuff. Sure. sure. How did they make a gold calf? And that was in what? He was gone for forty days? Yeah. He, yeah, forty days. Had it all the stuff melted and built and <laughs> Someone's like, he's gone, get busy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you suppose they had somebody stand like on the edge of where they were at and just keep look to make sure he wasn't going like, to turn around and come if back? He, and go, if he, hey, sorry, guys, I forgot my phone. If he got back and he, they were only halfway done with the calf. Oh, yeah. Why didn't you guys start with the head? You only got the hinds quarter done. That's weird. Was, was, was the golden calf solid or was it? I don't know. That'd be worth a lot of money. And like, how big was the calf? Like the chocolate bunnies, you know, you get really <laughs> the little ones <laughs> gypped if you get. Oh yeah, you think you get this huge thing of chocolate and it's yeah. hollow inside? Yeah. Oh, it's so disappointing. The solid chocolate bunny—that's the greatest. Though. They're pretty good. Pretty pretty good. But I have no idea if they were solid or not. Okay. And who knows what tools they used? But I mean, gold was pretty easily to find. I'd say. You think? must have been if they made a calf out of it <laughs> they made a calf out of it out in the middle of the desert somewhere there's probably this huge golden calf still laying out there you know you think somebody took the calf with them i think i think they did uh or you know got destroyed melted down melted and, it down and turned it into something else you know how and this is off topic but you know Bo, everything we talk about <laughs> is off topic, topic. <laughs> okay you know how We'd make fun of, or at least I do, the Israelites wandered in the desert okay, for 40 years. Uh-huh. And they were just out there wandering and we're like, man, why wouldn't they just listen to God and go where they tell him to go? Do you really think that Christians today that are following Jesus, and I'm doing the quotation thing that they can't see? Air quotes. Do you, do you think that we're that far off from what the Israelites were doing? That Jesus has all these promises for us, all these things that he says he will do in our lives, all these giftings that are built up inside of us, and he's telling us how to get there and get to them and what to do with them, and we're just like wandering around in this desert. Good good point. Uh, we, we don't have a desert. We're just kind of wandering in our, in our own... Feels like a desert. Okay, how do you mean that? <laughs> well, I mean, like, you're, it feels, like, lifeless, um, just kind of the same old. You know, like when you go in a circle and you just see the same thing over and over again? Gotcha. So it's like an analogy that you would use? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So today's Christians that aren't practicing their gifts, maybe they're out there just attending church thinking that the church is doing something for them. That would be desert to me. Like they're coming to church expecting... The, or just coming just the, to take a seat. You know, they're filling themselves up but not pouring out. Yeah. Yeah, so they're just wandering in a desert. They're they're doing the same routine weekly, seeing the same things, coming, hearing the same things. And they're wondering you know, why nothing's I wonder, changing. I wonder if every time they passed, Moses was, you know, like, okay, guys, the promised land, we, can, we could take a left here. And they're like, do you know how hard it is to take a left? Do you know what's up there? I mean, like... We've we've sent in people. They say they're giants up there, and all all along Jesus promised them. Like, do you realize what the promised land is? Like, if you would just go. And I'm wondering, and I'm I'm putting it back on us because we look we read that story as Christians, and every church is reading that story. Every Bible believing church is reading that story, 
and and they're they're they almost we almost mock them and make fun of them like man they were such idiots if they would have just listened to Jesus hmm and yet churches are dying and we're just walking around doing the same thing in the same pattern over and over again the church is really really quick to get into routines of desert like behavior how do how do we get out of that though we listen to god and you start you want to know how you can tell you're in a desert if you feel like you're gifted and 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 put on earth for a purpose and yet you attend a church every week and you're never using those giftings or that purpose you my friend are in a desert you're in a desert think about it you were not made no, no, the bible never says you know what i want you to do i would love for you to attend a church and I would love for you to take up a chair in that church or, or pew space in that church. I would then like for you to leave and go about your daily life. And then the next Sunday, I would love for you to come back and again, take up that chair or that pew space and proceed doing that over and over again for the rest of your life until you die. Wow. Every single person that the Bible talks about, every single person is part of the body of Christ that calls himself a believer in who Jesus is. They are part of the body of Christ, and if they are not, if it's not pumping on full cylinders, it's not because the church didn't give you an avenue. It's not because the pastor didn't say you could. It's not because they didn't provide the right Bible study or the right group. Um, it's because you didn't step out and do what God asked you to do. Period. Okay, I have a, I have a theory about this. Okay. And I think that this goes to our society just as much as it does our church. Mm-hmm. Many people enter a relationship um, because of how somebody makes them feel. Mm-hmm. I'm attracted to you, so oh, I, I'm going to spend my time with you. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to totally give myself to you mm-hmm. until I'm I'm not really into you anymore, and then I'm going to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that too many times people come into church and they wait for God to move them. They wait for <laughs> something to be stirred, you know, I'm just going to keep coming. And, you know, I'm, if I, if I come enough times, if I get here on the right day, or my attendance is just right. Something's going to happen and yeah. I'm going to be on fire. What if that something already happened? Yeah. And you just aren't recognizing it for the Israelites walking in the desert. They're like, if we would just be free, if we would just be free, um, I don't know if you remember what happened back in Egypt. I don't know if you guys remember the whole land thing when there were supposed to be sea there and water. I mean, Moses used his cool little staff. You think that was a staff power? Well, there, there were some that wanted to go back. They said, it's better for us just to go back. Yeah, they yeah. were they were arguing about going back. And then, and then God's sense of humor, they asked for manna from the sky, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They asked for manna, and he's like, oh, I'll give you manna. And then they complained about the manna he gave them mm-hmm. because it was getting old to them. I mean, it's just, it was one thing after another. And today we look at them and go, man, they were so stupid. The Israelites were so dumb. And yet today, church all around us is exactly what the Israelites are. We sit around and pray for God to do something miraculous. And maybe he's already done the miraculous. And, and, and we also, we're also finding ourselves in churches doing this routine of walking the same Sunday pattern out all the time or the same weekly patterns 
You know, you, you want you want your relationship with God to change, but you don't want to change your lifestyle to make that happen. Right. Yeah. Because you're not walking out the promises ahead of you of what God's already provided. It's it's a it's a clear plan what God wants from us. Right. So really it's just saying you know it's our obedience. It's 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 our will yeah. it's our willingness to drop what we think is best. And to follow God's plan. Like, would it be easier for all of us just to show up to church, the ones that already know about Christ? It would be a much easier for us and much selfish, more selfish thing for us to show up and just get in our huddle groups. Like, you know, like, I I really like our church family the way it is right now. I I love every single person that comes. I really, I really like it. It's comfortable. I really like, you know, how we do music. I really like... Um, the preaching's incredible. <clears throat> it got quiet. It was yeah. a joke. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> but I, I, I really, I, I, I just really... hope none of those sinners show up to our church. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And well, and 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 we will get up and preach. Man, man, let the sinners come in. But when they make us uncomfortable, or when they try to change what we do because God's telling them to do something or when they try to, Oh my gosh, if they try to lead something, what are we going to do? Like if, if they start to try to bring on their gifts and their abilities, like that's just, that ain't going to work. Right. We already have someone that does that. You know, Christian, my wife is a worship leader. She, every time, you know, we have, we have a pretty full band. We have several, like what do we have? Nine to 10 on stage. We we are so blessed. We are really blessed. Yeah, there's 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 talent oozing out of the church, and and people have stepped up and been a part. Every time we hear of someone, oh, like, well, did you know so and so plays guitar? My wife approaches them like, hey, would you join the worship team? And they'll go, well, you already have a guitar player. The point isn't that we already have a guitar player. The point is is that God gifted you to play the guitar, and that we will rotate you in with them. So that you can be used by God in your giftings, just like anybody else can. But the, but the whole point is, is it shouldn't be to the point that Christian is out searching for that person. That person should be willing and ready to go. Hey, I had this gifting. I want to. Right. If our mindset was, if our mentality was, I have, I have to use my gift for God. I can't sit on it. Like it will not be good for me. I will wander in the desert for years if I just sit on what God gave me. It should be an excitement. Oh, it should be. That we, should be the first thing we do when we step in. You don't go to Harley Davidson store and go. I'm never buying a bike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't. You don't go to Home Depot just to walk around. You're probably thinking about building something or a project. I you I go like in Home there. Depot. You like around. the smell of wood, oh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you go in there for a project. You go in there thinking uh, ahead. Church should be no different. You are a project. You go in there thinking ahead, going, God, I'm, I'm tired of the carousel of life, like of the same old, seeing the same things. Like I want to, in my lifetime, I want to see a church so on fire for God. Like it is undeniable when you walk in the, like when you get out of the, the vehicle in the parking lot, that people are excited because not only is the pastor doing his thing, the worship pastor's doing their thing, the people in the sound booth are doing their thing, you know, wh- whatever. Like, they have a part to fill. The whole body is functioning. The whole body yeah. is functioning. Like, what does it look like for the church, for the everybody in that body? 
because what that does is if, if you're not part of the body and you come that first Sunday, it's like, I got to get involved because I'm going to be the person that is like the clog in the wheel if I don't. And that's, I think that's if churches ask me all the time, like, what are you guys doing different to grow so fast? And if, if, if there's a key to it, it's that everybody is functioning in their part of the body and the ones that aren't, they end up leaving our church. If they're not functioning in the purpose because they look around and go, I, I just, I don't know. I'm more comfortable wandering in the desert and they get scared of the giants that are ahead of them. In all honesty, if you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, giants tend to look really, really small, really fast. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. It was just something I was thinking about that every, I'm guessing Paul and Rob, I'm guessing you guys both want to be a part of a church and desire to be a part of a church with that same capacity. I mean, where healings are taking place because somebody that is gifted in praying over people with healing. And I believe there's giftings out there of that. Mm-hmm. Like, man, they are, they are anointed and gifted to pray over people that need healing. And they, and they, they use that gift and they pray over people and healings take place. I mean, I want to be a part of something like that or where like someone that is a songwriter that can write songs, um, to, to help other people get into, into worship with God. And they're just sitting in a chair. Imagine that gift just sitting in a chair on Sunday and never being used the songs that we've missed out on because they, they never use that gift. I I hope we make people thirsty, right? Like the folks wandering in the desert who really wanted to change mm-hmm. that they decide that uh, they want to use that gift. Uh, and it's, and it's nothing that we're doing. It's no, it's everything God's no. doing. Yeah. Well, and, and all we are is doing a part like when, so when people, as a pastor, when people tell me, they're like, man, we're, we just, we, we love, you know, we love get, being part of Living Proof. And then I'll always write back and I think it kind of confuses them. Oh yeah, me too. Like, I just love, I love serving with you. Like, cause as a pastor, I, I have the title, but that's all it is, is a, is a title. I'm serving in the same capacity as you guys are up in the sound booth every Sunday. If if you guys didn't do your part, my part would not be any good either. You see what I'm saying? We can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and if and if Christian didn't do her part, um, if no one on her worship team showed up, her part would not look any... I mean, no one would be praising Christian for having a great worship team if none of her worship team showed up. Everybody's got to be a part and do their thing and, and to be a part of it and... Man, I just I love being a part of a church that where people are excited. Um, that is the one comment I got from Baptism Sunday that we did. Um, people, he, I, had a, I had an older gentleman came up to me. He was visiting to watch his um, granddaughter get baptized, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I, I've been in Baptist church my whole life." And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And he's like, "People here are excited to be here." Like it was a surprise, and I was like, um, "So." You're not used to people being excited to be at church. And he looked at me and he's like, and he started laughing. He's like, no, not really. <laughs> and that's just sad to me. Yeah, It's sad. And honestly, before I started attending Living Proof, I didn't know how excited I could be to be a part of a church. 
think about that when they're when they're listening to us. Us three didn't go. You know what we should do is um, we 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 should just take up another one of our nights and go out there and record. Actually, that's exactly how it happened. I was going to say, yeah. 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 <laughs> but on us, honestly, we feel like our gifting is that when we're together, we can talk about topics and we can bring a different light to Bible stories and that, be able to reach to be able more to reach than just inside yeah, the building. Absolutely, and we're praying and hoping that this podcast does that. That. And and also, I think we bring a different perspective to the Bible that maybe isn't talked about as much. I think other people have that perspective, but they just don't have an avenue to talk about it. And this podcast, I'm praying, is an avenue for us to talk about hard topics in the Bible that we and we don't have all the answers, but we're going to research it and we're going to talk about it and and make people think about it. I know it makes me think. <laughs> Everything makes you think. The only thing, the only moment in your life when you don't have to think is when we're at a buffet. You're just like me. We automatically know what to do. True. Really? If you would have said, set me down in front of a plate, mm-hmm. then I would not have to think. Yeah, there's some things at a buffet that I just will not touch. Really? Oh, yeah. What? Uh, I don't eat I'm Chinese. Like to go to the Chinese buffet, I will not eat any type of fish or, or crab on a, on a buffet. I will pick around it. Shrimp. Won't eat it on a buffet. You won't eat shrimp on a buffet. No. Has he, gone, has he gone up to? Have Have you ever gone up to a shrimp fest with us? Red That's lobster? not a buffet. No, it's not. It's not. Well, at eat. our table, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It actually turns into a buffet we, pretty quick. We just tell him bring six. Right, those are, those plates come out pretty quick. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a buffet, and you don't know who's what's been on it, how long that that fish has been sitting there, how long that shrimp's been sitting there, that crab. What if you just saw him bring it out? Could you eat it then? I don't know. I just I just don't do it. I just I just try it, and if it tastes good, do they put imitation crab meat in those crab legs? <laughs> you think they're injecting? They, they stuff them inside the they're yeah. injecting different meat into the crab legs. I don't think so. I don't know. I no, just I leave a bunch of them empty on my plate. Who's to say they don't just take them back there and stuff some more meat them in, back them. in there? <laughs> I don't know. That's really gross. I I agree. That's probably why Paul doesn't want to eat them. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you a story about a sure. restaurant in Osawatomi that I, I'm not going to say the name, but it ends in Hut. Um, <clears throat> oh, I love that. Place. I went there, and we I I was with uh, probably three other people, and we had ordered a pizza and salad, and Whoa, we, had, what? we had these breadsticks coming out. It, it was an Italian restaurant. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That ends in hut. And so, so, um, they bring out breadsticks and sauce. And, um, so I put Parmesan cheese in my sauce, grab one of the breadsticks, dip it in the sauce, take a bite. And I said, Oh, we got cheese breadsticks. I didn't realize we got cheese breadsticks. My friend looks at me and he goes, We didn't. Oh. Two minutes later, the gal comes by and says, I'm so sorry, I gave you the wrong one. She brings us our breadsticks, literally picks up our breadsticks off our table, puts those down, and walks them across the restaurant to the table across from us <laughs> and puts it down in front of them. <laughs> we, we probably had three or four of them. Oh, boy. And there's Parmesan cheese in the... In the sauce. Oh, the sauce is in the... So, this is the other... This is the same gal 
who when she brings our waters to us, her fingers are literally in the drinks. She's she's carrying four of them with one hand. Her fingers are in the drinks carrying them to us. Um, so we had a talk with the manager and yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just terrible. I think Bo has a story of a buffet. A buffet? Yeah. Yeah, it's, and I can actually say the name because it's not there anymore. Yeah, it's gone. You know where Ryan's was in yeah. South Aletha? Yeah. So we're up there for Wes and Amanda were engaged, and they were, we were trying on tuxes that night. And so the whole party, like after we tried on tuxes and stuff, the whole family went, and we were going to go to Ryan's buffet. And at the time, it was newer. It mm-hmm. it had been mm-hmm. out there a little while. And it was late, so I get that. Um, but they were still open. It wasn't like, you know, we came at closing time. They were still open for a couple hours. They Like, everything was destroyed on the buffet. There was nothing clean about it whatsoever, okay? And I'm already leery of buffets like that. Um, so Would I'm, you eat fish off of a buffet? I was going to say, is there fish on it? I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> Do you ever eat fish other yeah. than shrimp? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I eat fish. Um, I don't eat, like, cheap fish sandwiches from fast food restaurants. I watched this little blonde-haired, cute girl, like little bitty, like four or five years old. She's looking around. Parents nowhere to be seen. And she licks the palm of her hand, like full blown out from the bottom, licks all the way up to the fingertips, and sticks her hand down in the Oreo mix by the ice cream, like the chopped up Oreos that you put in the ice cream. Uh Uh-huh. And it comes up, and it's all stuck to her hand. Of course. And then she proceeds to lick those off. She is so smart. That's a great way to get them out <laughs> of there. Saves silverware. Saves plates. Totally. And so her mom then sees what's happening and goes and takes her hand and starts above all of the toppings of the ice cream, shakes her hand. <laughs> of course, brush them off. <laughs> Like and says to the girl, we don't do that. Like she's protecting us now, and I'm watching, and my eyes just like, what? What are we doing? What are we doing? And and so I don't tell anybody, right? I don't. Oh, I'm, I'm just sitting there watching. And my brothers proceed. They're like, you know what the best part about this is? Oh no! After you've stuffed yourself, there's ice cream. Putting Oreos on your ice cream. I don't. I didn't even. I didn't even have the heart to watch. So while they were up getting ice cream, I proceeded to tell my wife, and my sister, and my mom and dad what I just witnessed, uh-huh. and, and I didn't. Like I didn't even have the gut to watch what they were put on their ice cream, but I can tell you it's my brothers, and they put every topping they could on that ice cream. You know they're going to hear this podcast, right? <laughs> right. I've already told them. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I've already took a beating for this. <laughs> It was just, I still think about it, and every time I see a buffet now, I have, I struggle. I, I never get ice cream anymore with toppings or any, I, I just can't do it. Because I know little kids have gone up, because, you know, as a parent, you have stuffed yourself so much, by the time your kids want ice cream, you don't want, you don't feel like getting up and walking yeah, over there with them. Yeah. yeah, just go ahead. I've seen what happens when it's just a go-ahead moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Okay. And the, the the funny thing is, is that little girl looked around both ways to see before she did this. Like, I know what so I'm she, about yeah. to do. Yeah. And she still chose to do it. 
Man, we hope that you guys had an amazing time with us sitting around talking about Bible stories, talking about food, which is our best topic probably, and also uh, just uh, hanging out with us and, and, and listening. We really appreciate it. We, we hope that you guys will subscribe, get your friends to subscribe. That is how you show love, right? Right. By subscribing. Right. And there's and, really a little heart. And also, click on that. also yeah. maybe get a sponsor one day. Yeah. If we have enough subscriptions. I would definitely feel the love if we got a sponsor. Oh, you have no idea. Have you found a job yet? No. no. Okay. <laughs> hey, Bo, if somebody did want to sponsor us, what would they do? They would send an email to lpleftovers at gmail.com telling us that they want to sponsor us. I'm sorry, what was that email address LP again? Leftovers, LP leftovers at gmail.com awesome thanks and if there's any topics they want us to talk about or listen to what would they send that to too yeah the letter l p leftovers l e f t o v e r s at gmail.com i didn't i didn't at, think he was going to be able to spell yeah. it <laughs> no, i gonna say he's drunk that goes directly to paul and rob no it doesn't no and they will answer professionally to any questions that you have, eh. put it in letter format back to you. You'll get an automated message, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Yes, we would. So just uh, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we we hope and, and pray that uh, you're having an awesome day and an awesome, uh, awesome week. And wherever you find yourself, go get plugged in at church somewhere, have a relationship with Jesus, hang out with him. We do appreciate you taking the time to listen to Leftovers, the Living Proof podcast for the stuff that didn't fit into our service. We hope you had some fun. We made you laugh, but mostly, I hope we made you think.